Well, small talk is dead. In name, really, I'm not going anywhere, but about two years ago, we started uh, PSG Small Talk as a way to bridge the gap between PSG talking episodes, and I took on the challenge. I'd just been on for about a month and a half, and I tried to make it as much of my own as possible. I tried to make it as entertaining as I could, and the show evolved and it grew over the years. At that point, I had something like 100 Twitter followers. Now I have over 800. And PSG Talk has turned into something that it was not two years ago. It is bigger, it is better, it is badder than ever before. And after much internal discussion, and we're all pretty much on the same page here, and you'll listen to some of our discussion about this later on in the show, we have decided that, um, and actually, I don't want to spoil too much because a lot of it is going to be explained, but I just kind of wanted to use this time to sign off of PSG Small Talk and kick us off into the new era of PSG Talk. So you will still get you will still get content. Believe me, the content will be different, and I think, quite frankly, it'll be better than ever before. Our graphics, to, we have. Uh, we've done a lot. We've grown a lot. Um, we have better technology. We have better graphics. We're doing video podcasting now. We're staying with our normal podcasting now. And we have some other things up our sleeve, which we will explain. But I just, again, wanted to take this beginning to thank everybody who's listened from the beginning, who has ever joined me on this show, uh, Eduardo Razo, John Olangi, Tyler Dunn. Um, I want to thank the people that came on for my World Cup uh, World Cup project. Chase Hayslip for our Neymar show. I feel like I've grown a lot as a podcaster here. And I think that for what we're going to do next, I am very well prepared. And this was one of the main reasons that I am. So not to get too sappy and saccharine here. But again, thank you to everyone who's listened, who continues to listen and on the other side of this uh other side of the music here you are going to hear what is essentially replacing psg small talk and we hope you enjoy it you'll uh you'll hear a voice that you haven't heard very often you've heard it on my show once or twice but you'll be hearing a lot more of him as we go along so Without further ado, I kick off the newest era of PSG Talk. Ed, Ed, are you on the line? Yeah, Mark, am I coming in clear? I think you're coming in clear. You do, do you think you're coming in clear? I hope so. I don't do this too often. No, you don't at all. I guess uh, this yeah. is the 1970? It, it is. That's what we're calling the show? Yeah, let's go with that for now until we think of something better. I like that. So, uh, you, we want to say it together? Yeah, okay. One, two, three. This, this is, is the night. This is 1970. <laughs> All right, Mark. 
the big news in the world of PSG. We got Thomas Tuchel. He's extended his contract. He's going to keep him in Paris till 2021. Um, he was quoted as saying, it's a very positive thing. It shows the club has faith in me. Mark, do you have faith in him? Well, it shows that the club has limited faith. They have a pretty much another year's worth of faith in him. And I think extending his contract is probably the right thing to do, given that there has to be some stability with this project. And if you're just going to keep bringing in coaches every year, it's just it's not a good look. I think, you know, the way PSG is treated in the media, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I think giving another year, another kind of comfortable year, not a lame duck year where he's only has two years on his deal. Now he has three years on his deal. So he's able to coach this second year with a little bit more certainty. And let's be honest, the players for the most part seem to like him and that's better than the last coach we had. So I think they're taking this leap of faith and hoping that just like a young player from their academy or a younger player that they're looking to improve, Tomas Tuchel will improve as a coach in year two. And if they get that improvement, this is going to look like a good deal. If they don't, then they're going to have to buy him out and they're going to have to do this all over again next year. Yeah, I, slightly different take. The only thing that this contract does is it makes the manager feel good. But make no mistake about it, PSG will sack him if he gets off to a slow start. If at the end of the season, which we'll talk about a little bit later, if that gets extended to the beginning of next year and maybe we don't get the players that we want and we're just not seeing the performances and then we start maybe dropping some points in the Champions League, PSG will sack him. I mean, he can have a contract all he wants. He can have whatever buyout he wants. PSG have the money to pay whatever it takes. And as long as Jose Mourinho is out there lingering off in the distance, peeking out, you know, in between doors, looking at the PSG project, as long as he's out there and PSG know that they can have him, if Tuchel gets off to a slow start, this contract means absolutely nothing. In, in football, more than any other sport, you know, these contracts for managers, I mean, they just get rid of them and recycle them so many times. So, I hope the manager feels good with this contract. Hopefully it makes him feel like more confident, but he should still know that he's very much on the hot seat and he needs the results at the beginning of next year. Oh yeah, but financially he's not as much on the hot seat because I would assume that the buyout clause they had in the current contract has been increased in this uh, increased in this new contract. So they're going to have to pay money to fire him. And I don't think that's nothing when that money does come as a club expenditure yeah and yeah they probably in another context would have the money to pay for it but they can't afford to give i to me 25 30 million dollars to have tuchel sit at home if that's how the buyouts work and we don't really know how they work so a lot of it is just speculation but i do think that they believe that he has potential to be a great coach I think he was. Genuinely- yeah, he was picked by he was picked by, you know, the Emir, uh, you know, Qatari picked him. He wanted Tuchel. So he's got that backing. At least I don't know if that, they still have that belief in him, obviously, with the new contract. But I don't know. I still think he has a lot to prove. Um, this year was not great. I mean, it wasn't was Emery's, you know, years. Did he have ever have you? I guess you losing to Monaco was pretty terrible. But I mean, yeah. so maybe well, marginally better. But I think you can make the argument that. There were a bunch of injuries at exactly the wrong time 
And a lot of these losses at the end of the year didn't necessarily matter all that much. The league was pretty much wrapped up. The only one that really I think you could say was bad in in its context was losing to Rennes in the Coupe de France. But we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. It, it, what we do know definitely now is that he will 99% start the season as PSG's coach and probably definitely be around into December. We'll see how they are in the Champions League and where we go from there. A lot to be seen. Uh, also, this week, uh, busy week, Neymar uh, left yeah. the team two days early to fly back to Brazil to get ready for the Copa America. The reports, I'm using quotation marks right now, say that Neymar left without Thomas Tuchel's approval, but with approval from higher-ups in the club. And is this a big deal... Medium deal, little deal, no deal. To me, and I think most supporters, this is a middle to no big deal. But for reporters, this is a huge deal. How dare Neymar leave without telling his his manager? So Tuchel told reporters, Neymar hasn't been released by me. It's not a sporting decision. It's not up to me to make the decision to release him or not. Number one. You know, why tell this to reporters? Make something up. Say no comment. You know, you're just now the story is Neymar's doing whatever the hell he wants. He's going behind my back. It makes you look bad with that comment to reporters. You now look bad. You look like you you don't have control of your locker room. Yeah. Um, To me, it's not a big deal because he apparently did have permission from Entero Henrique, the sporting director, which is Tuchel's boss. So, you know, and when you look at the hierarchy, if your manager's boss says it's okay to go. Where's the fire? I don't understand. So, but I do agree. Tuchel just needed to no comment or say, you know, we let him go. Just go along with the story and don't give reporters any more than they need. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Tuchel has a big mouth. Yeah. And there was a quote from Nasser in the press release where he, he, he says, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he pretty much says as much in a, as nice a way as he humanly could. And, uh, in this case, it's just Neymar wasn't going to be at the game anyway. He couldn't travel with the team because he's suspended. Mm-hmm. So unless you literally want him to just sit in Paris for two days that he doesn't really need to sit in Paris for two days, I don't understand why Tomas Tuchel would put himself in a situation where Neymar would go over his head. I, I don't think that's relatively smart. I think just as a pragmatist, I think Tuchel in that situation would go, yeah, you know, of course, you're you're not eligible to play in the game. You can't travel with the team. You're not going to travel with the team. So what's the point of you staying around Paris when you can get a head start in your Copa America preparation? Honestly, and I said this on Twitter a bunch of times, I think he should have just started an academy team. Because there's really there was no point in playing people in that game because the worst you get the worst case scenario is that people get hurt. And the best case scenario is that nobody gets hurt. There was literally no advantage to playing people in that game. It just it was it was a useless game to really put that effort in, and it kind of showed in the motivation that the players had. So I understand Neymar wanting to get a head start on his uh, not his off season because he's going to play about you know five six Copa America games. So he's not going home to stay on the beach. Yeah, I think even Verratti had some sort of comment where he said it's hard to get motivated. I didn't love that comment, but you know, if this game was at home in front of your home supporters, I could understand, you know, 
they paid money. These are your home supporters, even if it means nothing. Maybe start, you know, some of the top tier players. But this was on the road. You owe nothing to uh, to Reams. Um, yeah, I agree. All academy players, who care if Neymar leaves? In fact, just let them all go on vacation and rest up for next year. All right, Mark, switching gears here from Neymar to Mbappe. So at the League on Player of the Year Award uh, on Sunday. Um, actually, no, these were just the, the French League Awards. I'm sorry, but Mbappe was picking up the Player of the Year Award. Um, and the 20-year-old had this to say. He said, it's maybe time to take more responsibility. It's maybe time to take more responsibility, whether that's at PSG or elsewhere after collecting his award. So then he went on to say, uh, the first or maybe the second turning point of his career. Basically, everyone's speculating that he is trying to gain more control at PSG. Maybe he's trying to influence signings. Maybe he wants to leave for a new project. Is this, again, is this a big deal, a little deal, no deal at all? What do you think? I think this is interesting. If you're willing to look at it from the political uh so from looking from the political lens, I think people want to look at it from the sensationalist lens or the gossip lens or the rumor lens or the transfer lens. I think this is sort of bigger than that. I think Kylian Mbappe and his team, his entourage, understand that he is no longer an up-and-coming player. He has arrived. He oh, yeah. is, if not the second-best player on PSG, one him and Neymar are practically tied. And the fact that Neymar, quite frankly, can't stay on the field a full 10 for its whole 10 month season. Mbappe's kind of the one, the number one guy. I think he views himself that way. And any kind of top athlete who's coming into his prime like that probably should. So I, I see him looking at his, looking at the landscape and going, if I'm going to be at PSG for another two, three years before I move on to the next challenge in my career or stay, which mm-hmm. is possible, but it's not probable. I need to be paid like one of the best players in the world. Currently, he makes 17.5 million uh, euros a year. That is not in the top five of players in Europe. He's not. He doesn't. He makes less than half of what Neymar makes. He's nowhere near Messi and Ronaldo. So if he can get a year or two extended on his contract with a 10 to 15 million euro pay raise, the ability to play the number nine position to take half of the penalties, let's say, and to um, have a team that's going to compete for the Champions League by investing in players i think he wants that Mm -hmm. what i don't think he wants is the immediate move i don't see that being the play because if that were the play i don't think he would have said anything right i think if you're if you're going to make that play i think you need to get the ball rolling in a way where you're where you where you're not telegraphing that you're doing this agreed I think, well, first of all, you live in Paris, Killian. You need to get 
a better suit than that. That was one of the most ill-fitting suits that I've ever seen. So, but let's set that aside. I think you hit on a lot of things that he was hoping to do with his comments. Obviously, the money. And you may think, oh, 17 million, million euro, you know, that's a lot of money. It's not so much the money. Obviously, he can live extremely comfortable. This is, you know, generational wealth that he is making right now. It's a status thing. When the player on your team makes that much more than you, and we're talking about Neymar here, it's a slight to Killian when he's like, hey, I can stay healthy. I scored, you know, how many more goals than Neymar? He is the, you know, he wants to play that number nine role and he wants to be paid for his services. And I think I, that I, I want to make a point. It's not a yeah. jealousy thing. It's right. Just, it's, it's a it's Status a financial thing. thing. The fact of the matter yeah. is in the NBA, if Kevin Durant was making 15 million dollars less than Steph Curry, there'd be a problem. Killian, it's not a jealous thing, but he, I think he does want to be. He feels like skill-wise, he's up there with a Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, and he wants to be paid like that. And more power to him. PSG has the money; they can pay him. Yeah. Um, and then, let's, let's go to yeah. let's go to just the games that we were watching okay. that we were forced to watch the last three or four uh, last can, three or four weeks. A couple I, of I have nice to, wins <laughs> at the end of the year, but a kind of a crash ending at the end of the season. Again, meaningless game. But I think what we should take from uh, that game, that game against Reim, and I, I, I want to hear what you are uh, going to say about it, which is there are some players on that field that are never going to wear a PSG jersey again. Absolutely. Should we go through which ones we think? I think Buffon, after that performance, unfortunately, Ooh. I think that's Stinker. the end Stinker. of the Italians' time here in Paris. Um Thomas Munier, um, I've seen some people call him the most overrated right back in Europe. I kind of liked him at first, but I think just with some of his comments on social media, which I think are sort of ridiculous, but I just think he's not a PSU player, unfortunately. He's just not. Um, Danny Alves, uh, I don't know. Edison Cavani, I think if PSU are smart, I think maybe you let him go. I think it might be time to cash in on him while you still can. Um, but we talk, talked about this earlier. I think that there are way too many players, you know, that like Verratti, why are you playing in this game? You even said after the game it was hard to find motivation. Like, why is he? Why is Mbappe playing in this game? Honestly. Well, Mbappe was playing in the game because of the off chance that they could score four goals and, and tie the Golden Boot. But um, yeah, Munier Munier looked like he was already halfway to England. He was a he was halfway across the channel. Um, Levin Kurzawa, if they can sell him, they'll sell him. Um, they need to to their their left back situation. I think is actually fine if it's Juan Bernat and either bringing Arthur Zagre up from the under 19s or getting another left back in there. I think they're fine there. Colin Dagba is their right back of the future right now. It's not Danny Alves obviously, and it's not Thomas Meunier. So there's no point in having Meunier as a backup anymore. It just yeah. it, it doesn't solve it doesn't serve any purpose. And Quite frankly, those were two horrendous goals to give up from Buffon. Like, those were just horrendous. And the guys had a fantastic, obviously, Hall of Fame, wonderful career. And I think he brought something to PSG that they're going to, that those players are going to take with them. I think it was worth bringing him in. I still think it's worth bringing him in. But just, no, he can't, he can't play at that level right now. And it's, pretty obvious so i guess in a weird way it's good to see all this stuff at the end of the year where they're just not playing very well you kind of now know 
what pieces you need to move and what pieces you don't. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a very impressive ending of the season for PSG, but I think it was an informative one. Okay, so then I guess this is a topic for another podcast episode, but Buffon obviously is going to go. Is Areola your clear-cut number one? Do you need to do a little business in the transfer market? Um, that remains to be seen. Um, oh, yeah. But, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll, get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to all that fun stuff, kids, so just keep listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, and then last topic here, Mark kits everyone this is up there with like transfer rumors getting these like blurry pictures that are you know watermarked of the latest kits is like all the rage with with people on twitter so i'm assuming you've seen the new uh kit what are you what is your initial reaction yeah and it's like it's like watching the Sabruder film uh I'll, <laughs> I'll throw in some old references once in a while kids if you don't know what i'm talking about please look it up um I Wait, kids, not, no, don't watch that. Someone gets their head blown off. Don't tell kids to watch no, that. No, no, they should see that. It's history. No, that's history. Okay. It's American history. They, it, if, if it's history, they can see it. Okay, that's true. All right. it, it's for, American sorry. history. They should, every kid should be required to watch that. Make but sure to tune in for Mark's history podcast uh, later uh, on. But go ahead. It's coming out. It's, uh, it, it's definitely uh, – it's, it's coming up with my uh, – with me and David Wood's wrestling podcast that we've been yes. teasing for three years. Um, no, I am not a kit snob. There are a lot of people on Twitter that I was interacting with that were having conniption fits over this kit. Like it was an abomination of – like it was some sort of horrible science experiment where you try to like clone two animals together and you create this monstrous beast – like, that's what people were thinking with this kit. And I'm like, it's fine. I have no issue. Is it, is it like, the most amazing thing I've ever seen? No. But it's fine. And you know what? People are going to buy it. And yeah. It's going to make over – they're going to sell over a million of them. And people aren't going to think about it when they're playing in the Champions League or in Liga. And it's just – for me, it's just something to complain about. And I get when people go, they're not respecting the colors or whatever. But some of that is – in my opinion, a bit childish, you know, it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's not what it used to be. Nothing is ever what it used to be. Nothing is like it was when you were a child, you know, everything when you were a child or when you first got into it was wonderful and great. And now everything sucks. I get that. But, you know, I think people just need to give it a rest. The kid is fine. Yeah, if you are traditionalist and this offends you, you your head must have exploded the last couple seasons with what they did with the center strip down the middle. Um, I don't love the kit. I am a bit of a kit snob. Um, I, I like the logo, the the ALL. I like that, but like the Accor Live Limitless, I don't love that text. I wish that they could get rid of that, but the sponsor is spending, what, $50 million, wherever yes. it is. I don't and know. nobody so knows they put, what all is. No one knows what all, all is. So they've got shirt, nobody knows what that is. So I don't blame them for probably pushing that. They spent a lot of money. That's what they want. That's what they get. Um, for me, I don't care as much about the home kit because I don't. I haven't bought one in a few years. The Jordan kit is what I care about. When the Jordan kit comes out, if it looks like this, we're gonna have to. We're gonna do an emergency podcast about it. I'm all about the Jordan kit. All the athletes are all about the Jordan kit. That's the one you see. You know, Jay Z, Beyonce. You know, Jimmy Butler. Um, you see all the athletes, all the celebrities wearing that. That is the marketing powerhouse for PSG. You know, the home kit is nice. I mean, I don't love it, but it's fine. I don't plan to buy it. I don't care. It'll look great on Mbappe and Neymar. 
I care about the yeah. Jordan kit. So when that photo, that blurry Zapruder film comes out, I want to see that kit. And then, like I said, we can talk about that. But this is fine. Well, you're about to get some hate tweets from uh, somebody named Mike in Brooklyn. Oh, no. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he all hates right. his kit. Uh, well, yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Ed. Uh, yeah. We just did the first segment of the 1970. And as I said earlier in the sort of intro to all of this, this is what is replacing my beloved, dearly departed PSG small talk. But I think we were all in agreement that this needed to happen and that um, we have a lot, a lot of exciting things about to happen here for PSG talk. And this is just another sort of step in that direction, I think. Definitely. So I'm pouring out a little bit for PSG Small Talk. I, just real quick, I know you talked a little bit about it, but that podcast was wonderful because it's difficult with the other podcasts to get a lot of people together. We're all in different time zones. And so that allowed you to get on and get that immediate reaction to a loss or a win or a transfer. So it was you know, vital to the growth of PSG Talk. So from me to you, thank you for doing that, for all of your hard work. I mean, you've recorded on location and bars, in your car. You, God knows wherever else you've recorded. So uh, just thank you for your excellent work there. But now we are pivoting to something new and exciting. So as we mentioned, this is the 1970. We may change the name. We don't know. If you've got a better name for it, send it over to us. But so what this is going to be is going to be a video show. And as well as the podcast, you'll be able to get it both ways. And it's going to be hosted by Mark and I. And if you live in the United States, you're probably familiar with, pardon the interruption, this is not a ripoff. However, the formatting will be similar, but it's going to be a lot more straightforward. We're going to talk about the hottest topics that are uh, involving the club. We're going to talk to you straight, give our opinions on it. It's not going to be a whole lot of laughing and banter and this and that back and forth. It's going to be a serious, as much as we can, serious discussion about PSG topics that you care about. Did I get that right, Mark? I think you did. I think that's yeah. what we talked about in the meeting. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we hope to do. So again, PSG small talk will be going away, but you will, you'll hear Mark on this show and you'll also hear him on our flagship show, PSG talking along with Guillaume yeah. and Kose and, and Matt and the whole crew, Mel and everyone else. You'll still have all of that. And Mark will show up there. Um, but this is just something a little bit different, and we hope you like the video format. I hope you like our, our ugly mugs and you don't mind looking at us. Um, if you don't like it, don't leave a comment. Or we, you know, we have feelings too. So hopefully, hopefully you like it, and uh, we'll just we'll keep it going as much as we can, as soon as we can after matches, and just give you all that good information you need. But also, I think the quality will be yeah better. I think it'll be a better quality show. Quality is going to be better. And another thing that you're not going to have, which you're going to like, that we noticed a lot over last season was you would do a PSG small talk and talk about maybe the win over Liverpool. And then they would do a PSG talking with all the all the other guys. And you guys would sort of say similar things, probably a little bit different. And we had a lot of overlap. So we're going to avoid that. If we know we're doing a PSG talking, Mark and I will just go on PSG talking. We'll just have one mega show where we're all talking, I think. The one thing you guys absolutely want to hear is us have a, a meeting on the air. <laughs> yes, I can already hear our ratings going through the roof right now. Yes. So um, I think what we should do is we should go into our final uh, sort of topics that we definitely have uh, a plan for. Yes. We so this was 
you sent me a direct message with perhaps your best idea ever. Do you want to go ahead and explain what that idea is? All right. So my idea is to, for the first time in a long time, have somebody take an honest look at the degeneration, the downward spiral of football media, football punditry, and football analysis. Yes, yes. Now, I wanted to initially call it the bottlers, but the problem with that is the term is very Englishy, and I don't want to be, I definitely don't want to be like that. Yeah. It's a hard word to say. Bottle, yeah, is it bottlers, bottlers? If we're going to do a cool, catchy jingle, the bottlers isn't a thing you really want to say. So I, I like, thought of yeah. something more insulting, <laughs> a, a bit more insulting. And I want to call this segment the goobers. What is a goober for those who may not know? A goober is whatever I feel like describing as a goober. But in most part, a goober is somebody who's generally not a smart person, <laughs> lacks general perspective on life, and gets overly excited about things that shouldn't really uh, bother anybody. So the first goober is going to essentially be the entirety of the English football media's reaction to Neymar skipping the UNFP awards. The pre- I think you, the uh, ESPN UK people called it the prestigious UNFP awards. To hang out with Rihanna. Because I've seen all those people. I know for a fact that they would skip a potential night out with Rihanna to go to an award show to hang out with uh, Tay Savagné, Hatem Ben Arfa, and Memphis Depay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I think I mentioned on Twitter that like I would skip Thanksgiving dinner to go hang out with Rihanna. I mean, it was a a launch of her what like a fashion brand or make cosmetic does or something like matter, that. Does it really matter what it was? It doesn't matter. But you're telling me, do I want to go sit in a stuffy room with Ben Arfa and everyone else and not like? I'm. It's an award show. Who cares? Nobody cares about these award shows. We like in America, we have the Oscars. No one even cares about that. The ratings plummet. No one cares about award shows. Nobody. They care about winning. The there was no more games to win. And since Neymar wasn't getting an award, why on earth would he show up to that thing? I guarantee you, Mbappe's award right now is sitting in a box somewhere in his mansion. I. It, no one cares. Maybe I'm just saying this. If I got a blogger award, I would be like. I don't know. I would like sit in on the table somewhere. Like I don't. I care about if people like what we do. And Mbappe, and Neymar care about how many games they win and how many real trophies they win. Not. No, but Ed, this... Ed, Ed, wait a minute though. You know what happened? You know what? I, you know what I think happened? What's that? I think Neymar got word that Mbappe <laughs> was going to get that award, and Ooh. he snubbed him. That's a yeah. That's ab- exactly snub. what he. That's that snubbed him. <laughs> went to hang out with Rihanna instead of staying there to support his friend, his so-called quote-unquote friend. We all know that, you know, hey, Marco Verratti and Aldi Maria, they were there, weren't they, to support Mbappe? 
Oh, they were definitely there. And if they weren't there, it's because they were in the bathroom during the award ceremony. Or yeah, exactly. There's there's no way that all of his teammates except for Neymar weren't there. I mean, at least from the reporting that I read, Neymar was literally so like Colin Dagba, you know, and Soki, all everyone. What's the third uh, keeper? Sibois. What's his name? Sebastian he was, Sibois. Yeah, he was there. He was front row, clapping it up, no doubt. I mean, Ridiculous. yeah, really. Like the nerve of Neymar to to go hang out with Rihanna instead of sitting in the front row for Kylian Mbappe's speech. And we all know what the headline would have been. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the headline would have been right now. It was in ESPN UK, who win the award, by the way. Congratulations on being the first ever goober. Um, <laughs> you get. They would have been. It would have been. Uh, Mbappe makes statement directly to Neymar's face about who's the leader of PSG or something like yeah. that. It, you know, flip this around. Neymar should be offended at Mbappe because, you know, Killian was invited to Rihanna's party and he skipped it to go get some nonsense award that like I know. Neymar should be mad at Killian. I think he should I'm going to write that article. You should. You should absolutely write that article. And you know how many retweets it'll get? Mbappe snubbed Neymar by not showing up to Rihanna's um, fashion cosmetic launch party. Yeah, that'll get like 100 retweets and like 200 <laughs> likes. I'm going to do it. that'll do to our social media engagement? <laughs> I can do it. Our social media engagement, that's what's important, content. I'm trying to limit myself to one takedown article a month. So I already took down, um, what was that guy's name? Julian, what's his name? On ESPN uh, FC. Julian Lorenz, who still hasn't responded, by the way. I've 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 uh, I've tagged him in a bunch of these, still waiting for him to respond. Now, if, I, if he had written that article two weeks ago, or he, if he would have written that article like last week, he would have won the goober. Yeah. But just by pure happenstance, it was long enough ago where ESPN UK takes the takes the cake for it. Maybe we can call it the Julian Laurent's uh, Goober of the Week Award. We can, like, name know. it in his honor. He doesn't do enough of it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, we should name it after Craig. Oh, yes, Craig Burley. You know, I would love to meet him and get, like, a picture of him, and then we can use it um, when we give out the Goober Award. I'm sure I like to call him – I like Goober. I like the word Goober, but I like to call him clickbait merchants. Yeah. That's, that's can, another we one. Can call them, we can call them clickbait merchants and Goobers. <laughs> All right, Mark, I could go on forever about the goobers. I mean, it might even have to be its own podcast episode where we just talk about the state of journalism and football and the just mess that it has become. Yeah. But let's wrap it up. This has been the 1970. We have a few shout outs that we would like to get. So Football Nation Radio continues to sponsor uh, PSG Talk. Um, I want to just reach out to them and say thank you for all of your support. Um, go ahead and and you know subscribe to their website. Listen to all their great football shows. Um, they're great. They're uh, based in Australia, I believe. I don't know how they found us out, but Football Nation Radio. Uh, it's footballnationradio.blog is their website. Go, go check them out. Thank you guys for all your support. Mark, do you have anyone you want to shout out? Well, I just want to do my usual uh, bring one over one thing over from Small Talk, which is my end of the show plug. So okay. um, you can follow. Uh, your kind of tweets on at PSG Talk. You can follow me at, at Mark Damon One. Yes. Um, you can subscribe to uh, 
PSG Talking, which is our uh, flagship show, and this show, which will very soon have its own RSS feed, which in the coming, uh, I guess maybe the, the first couple won't, but eventually will have its own RSS. We'll let you know how to find that new RSS feed and subscribe to the 1970 or whatever the hell we're going to call it. Um, yes. You can f- also follow PSG Talk on Instagram, which we're starting to do some stuff with. And yeah, our- we've, we've, yeah, we've got someone who's t- trying to take that over and do a little bit more posts. So definitely follow us over there, if you will. Yep. And also uh, make sure to visit us at psgtalk.com for the occasional article. Um, we'll see what we add on during the actual 2019-2020 season. Maybe I'll start writing again, but really, who has the time? Um, so, Ed, anything you want to yes. add? That's it. Thank you for all the plugs. Um, stay tuned. Uh, this summer is going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting summer. We have lots of content. All of our contributors are super excited. Um, we've got a lot of exciting projects in the works. So just keep following along, and um, we hope you like what we do. Good night, Canada.